They say anything can happen on WrestleOst. Welcome to WrestleOst Falls. The sniper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WrestleOst. First of all, Happy New Year. Here we are. It's not crazy yet. Not much has happened on the first day as far as news and stuff. <laughs> no, it's there's still time. But to get it, <laughs> like always, here's Johnny. Okay. Uh, so uh, last Monday, it, there was no Raw. They had a, a best of the year. Uh, but they did have a live event. They had their annual dad's Christmas event at, at MSG. There were a few of the wrestlers that couldn't make it because of all the the airline situation that we had earlier this week here in here in the states. I know Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins were were two that weren't able to make it. Uh, there were a cup a couple of injuries on the show. I know Bray Weiss suffered a was it a hand injury? Yeah, I believe it was a hand injury. But it wasn't too severe. Also, uh, AJ Styles wrestled in the match, and he suffered an ankle injury to the point to where he had to be helped to the back by by Luke Gallows and and the, and the referees. Uh, it's not going to require surgery, but <clears throat> AJ has said that he is going to have to miss the the most time that he's ever missed missing in, in his career. Which is not saying a lot because uh, he's had a pretty, a relatively injury-free career. There haven't been that many injuries, <clears throat> but that also puts him in the question because uh, there were a lot of reports saying that he may be uh, appearing at Wrestle Kingdom this this week with Carl Anderson. But we'll see. That may that may have put it in jeopardy. Yeah, whenever, whenever I heard that this happened, it, it's like I told you, man. I don't know why they went back to doing like live shows like that that aren't televised. I know they want to do it for the fans, but then injuries like this happen. At least the Bray Wyatt one isn't serious, but. To have AJ Styles out with a serious broken ankle, it, it's just stupid for it to happen at a house show. So I know I know accidents happen, and you can't predict when that shit's going to happen. But why run the risk? It's like it's like you said, learn from AEW. You know? Yeah, because they don't do house shows. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine without the house show thing. You run enough shows during the year. So I, I just don't see a point for house shows because when shit like this happens, it's just you got to alter the plans, especially right now, right before the Rumble and then Mania season coming up. Like, who knows what the plans were there? Yeah. But you're going to have to change because of it. What's up, Zach? Happy New Year. <laughs> and uh, on, uh, 
we want to say condolences to the family of, uh, of Don West. He passed away at 59 after a, a battle with uh, lymphoma. Don West was the one of the original voices of TNA, along with Mike, Mike Tanay. And also, you know what? Good on, on WWE, uh, Michael Cole. He, during the shame, the Sheamus uh, Souls Cole match, he did uh, he did mention this and and gave his condolences as as well, which you know it shows that you know continues to show that WWE recognizes other wrestling other than than themselves. Yeah. I like that WWE did that, and AEW, I believe they ran a graphic as well. Yeah, they did, like right before the Rampage intro. Yeah, so... Actually, yeah. they interrupted the Rampage intro, intro, because they did, like, like the, the whole, this is Rampage, and then they showed the picture, and then they finished the video. Yeah. The Rampage video. So, yeah, yeah, so good on WWE, and I, I, I knew AEW would do it. Yeah. But WWE under the Vince era was bad about doing these kind of things. But it's like I've been saying for a long time, all got to work together, even though they're different companies, it's all under the same pro wrestling umbrella. So why not recognize when something like this happens? Because you never know. Like, he could have easily worked with WWE. He could have easily worked with AEW, just like JR is working over in AEW right now and the big show, you know? Paul yeah. White. Paul White. There. But, you know, it, there's that cross branding thing that can happen. So just, we got to, we got to be straight and be, be working together. Yeah. In a way. Seeing that that this was the last week of the year, thankfully after the year that we've had, there wasn't much wrestling news, but we did have a pretty big story. Uh, actually, two of them that that are connected. So Wednesday night at the same time, Rampage was um, Rampage Dynamite. Well, I guess Rampage too, but Dynamite was going on. Triple uh, A was also having their their uh, Noche de Campeones. Uh, show, which is essentially it's the Night of Champions because uh, I looked at the card and uh, all all the titles uh, were online. Uh, I, I looked and I noticed that this event was free, free on fight, so y'all can go check that out. Uh, FTR, they faced Dragon Lee and Jolly Seco. And FCR lost the AAA tag titles, which is the second set of titles they lost in, in less than a month. Uh, and right after that match, Dragon Lee posted on Twitter that he said, "Hey, I've been signed signed with WWE." <laughs> <laughs> now, and now there is there is more to this story. This actually goes back to the summer. Uh, WWE took notice of Dragon Lee uh, when when he added his match against uh, against Dragon uh, Lee to go at Death Before Dishonor, and 
noticed that he was working without a contract. So, and this was around the time that Triple H, actually the day after Vince stepped down, before Triple H took over, but uh, <clears throat> or around that time. I, it didn't happen on that day, but that's when the match was. So WWE actually brought both Drellisico and Dragon Lee in for a tryout. They they decided to pass on Drellisico, which I think he's actually signed with AEW now. But they they offered Dragon Lee a, a contract. They offered him an NXT contract, uh, which is actually more more than what he would have made in Mexico. But then after that, uh, then AEW they counteroffered with a with more money, but he decided to stick with WWE. And some people are looking at this as maybe AAA might be ending their relationship with AEW because uh, Conan also stripped uh, Ty Mello and Sammy of the AAA mixed tag titles because they no-showed three events uh, with those titles. <clears throat> and they, well, Ty Mello was also scheduled that night on Dynamite. So, uh, so yeah, it looks like it looks like Triple H may be starting a relationship with WWE, which actually furthers WWE's footprint into Mexico. You know, if they want to start NXT Mexico in, in the future. And as far as FTR losing the Triple A titles, that was their idea. They, they they wanted to lose the title before 2023 because in this new year, they, they want to take some time off. Uh, I know their contracts are coming up with AEW. Some people have said that they they actually just want to wrestle in, in the indies for a while before re-signing with the company. Yeah, I would think that some time off would be good for FTR but before they go work the indie scene a little bit like they want to y'all gotta heal up man yeah take some time to heal up be with your family just take it chill because these last couple of months had been very rough on them physically yes and they got one more set of titles which I think they're gonna lose this Wednesday at Wrestle Kingdom because they're they're facing Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi for the IWGP tag titles. Yeah. If that's what happens this Wednesday, just start from there. Just go into AEW next week and write them off somehow. Do a big beat-up angle, even though they're already all beat up. Or, and... or, or don't even have, have an, an angle. Just have them come out and just... Just cut a promo, you know, saying, you know, we've, you know, we've had a tough year. You know, it's time to take some time off. Yeah. Yeah, that could work, too. That first crossed my mind, but I went with the other one anyway. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, could, I, I could see the ass boys doing something. Yeah, because, like, like there's a story there. Yeah. And that leaves it open for if they come back to AEW later on 
to finish that up and beat them in one match. Like, it doesn't need to be more than one. It's the Az boys. Come on. They're not anywhere near FTR's level. So what do y'all think about Dragon Lee with WWE? I, I mean, even though that, even though he's going to NXT, I think it's going to be a good fit. Uh, you know, I, I know uh, Lucha wrestlers haven't, haven't had the best of luck, but this is, uh, again, this is a totally different era. This is Triple H's era. You know, Vince isn't around anymore. I think Triple H can do him right. What do you think, Drew? Well, as long as Triple H in charge, there's a chance <laughs> that everything works out for him. Yeah. I, th- I think with Triple H in charge, even though he is going to NXT, eventually he's going to end up in main roster because as yeah. young as he is, he's already talented enough. Hmm. And I think he has enough behind his name to where he could have gone straight to the main roster. But with the changes you're trying to make to NXT and make it more hard, hardcore style, yeah, he could help them out. So as long as he doesn't get tied down in NXT, I'm fine with it for now. Yeah. And one more thing I forgot to mention. After they won those tag titles, since he, he announced that he signed with WWE, they vacated the title. So sure. really, FTR didn't even have to lose the titles. No, they did not. But <laughs> that that's the kind of thing that I don't like, though. When someone goes, wins the titles off of someone and then just instantly vacates them. Yeah. I've, I've never liked it. I think there could have been a workaround. Come to an agreement to where he could work both. WWE and AAA shows, but I mean, he, and and he still may, yeah. But if he is, then don't have him drop the titles though. But then that that also uh, gives another clue to you know maybe maybe AAA is going to work WWE now since since Stralistico is is signed with AEW. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a new year. It's a new start for a lot of people, potentially, as we will talk about later on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just gonna have to wait and see, man. But I still don't like that they dropped them right afterwards. I don't know if you had anything else as far uh, as news. No. No, I didn't. Okay. Well, since we've gone through the news, I'm going to go ahead. Because there's a lot to talk about, especially with our predictions and thoughts list we're going to do here in a bit. So before we get to that, though, I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment for SmackDown since we didn't have a Raw this week. <laughs> I actually, I, I I don't have a moment. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't really. I mean, there is something yes on SmackDown, but I have a feeling one of you is going to talk about that, so I'll go ahead and pass that on. 
actually there's more than one thing i know that i know one of you is going to bring one one thing up and the other one's going to bring the other thing up all right i'm pretty sure we'll still get your thoughts on it though yeah oh yeah all right drew what's your moment for smackdown this week i know you're gonna hate me but i didn't mind the main event i'm sorry (laughs) I, i didn't mind it and if you notice Cena hardly got the match. So yeah, what we knew we... he wasn't. <laughs> he he did what? He, he did, did the the five, the five knuckle shuffle and the attitude adjustment on Sammy, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, don't bring him in if he's just gonna play his, his hits. That's pretty pretty much all he did. And I like the way that Roman played the villain. Have making Sammy tag him, then trying to get Kevin to tag Cena, and when he looked at him, that's when he attacked and took over the match. I, I think I, Roman is starting to get jealous that Sammy is getting more attention than he is. <laughs> Probably. That's also, that's kind of what the uh, wise man told Sammy in the back too. <laughs> So I didn't mind the match. It wasn't that bad, but y'all stops. <laughs> John Cena's bald spot got more more. Yes, and it was funny watching the bald spot. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> if okay, I'm not gonna say if when we go to another WWE event this year. If. For some reason, John Cena is there and still trying to work some shit with WWE. I'm going to print out that close-up of John Cena's bald spot, and that's going to be my sign. (laughs) That's it. Look, man, I talked to Johnny about this, and I made it very clear before I got on here and was going to say anything that he knew this. And I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there as well. I'm not the only one that thought this way. Zach thought the same thing. A couple of other people I've talked about thought the same thing. And as soon as Loomsy watches it, because he promised me he's going to watch it, he's probably going to think the same thing. If I know Loomsy like I know Loomsy. If you're going to bring John Cena in, if you're going to hype it up as, oh, he's been wrestling for 20 years and he's going to come in on the last SmackDown of the year and it's a very big thing. Have him do something that makes us remember that he was there. This is very forgettable. That he every, Everything else in the match is fine. Everything else was bloodline, Kevin Owens related, like the story they've been saying. So to just have John Cena there, get the tag for him just to come in and do... Rope bound, shoulder tackle, rope bound, shoulder tackle, slam, you can't see me with Kevin Owens, and that's it. 
it, it's forgettable. It's not memorable. For it being the last SmackDown of the year, we needed more from Cena. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Because I know I'll give Cena a hard time here. And again, I'll say it again. Cena, the character, not the person. It's who I give a hard time. If he would have came in and showed us more, I wouldn't have been mad at it. Because at least he did something of substance. This was not something of substance. And I'm, I'm, even if you're right, Zach, where you said, yeah, it's almost like it was a time filler, it only filled the minute. <laughs> like it, it wasn't like he even filled that much time. And Sean Rossap from Fightful even said that he didn't mind how this went down and to each their own. They each, every, everybody has their own opinion. But the one thing he did say was, as serious as everything is between Kevin Owens and the bloodline, you're playing it off seriously. Roman is serious. The Usos are serious. Sammy is serious. Solo is obviously serious. Kevin Owens is taking it seriously. And then you got goofy-ass Cena in the corner jumping around, like, hyping up the crowd. That's not what this needed. And even Sean said that. So, <laughs> But they also made a big deal about keeping Cena out of the match, going over there, taking him out before he tagged, got the tag. So they, they kind of did that purposely to keep him out of the match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, almost like like he hasn't been in the ring so long. He's, he has ring rust. And I think he's he's entered into to the next phase of his career. So he's now essentially he's the rock now. As yeah, far doing as, more, as far he's as doing more movies been, than he is wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you hear about the match that they're they're possibly uh, uh, wanting to do at WrestleMania? I heard that they name dropped an opponent. John Cena versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. All right. So I saw that they had dropped the name, but I had so much lack of interest in it that I didn't even click on it to see what it was. Yeah. That's or, to see, or to see who it was. You you just said he probably didn't do much because of the ring rust. So you're telling me Logan Paul is going to wipe the floor with him? Because we all saw Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, he he can he can hold his own. Yeah. So you're going to put in your your like big name supposedly your biggest star ever against someone who just held his own against Roman Reigns <laughs> who got who got a serious injury throughout the match and fought through it 
and didn't even show signs of pain. No. That's who you're going to put him up against? Hmm. You know what? Do it. I dare them to do that shit. Because I'm going to sit there and laugh my ass off when Cena hobbles out of WrestleMania. And he's going to hobble out. He might even be stretchered out. (laughs) Because one of two things is going to happen. Either Logan Paul is going to completely dominate and Cena isn't going to do a damn thing, or you're going to water down who Logan Paul is, which that only is going to hurt Logan Paul. I don't know. I don't know which one you do. I don't know which one they would do. I know what I would do. I wouldn't water down Logan Paul. Because I'm pretty sure after WrestleMania, we're not going to see Cena anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. So, do you want to risk Logan Paul and and the name he has built for himself in the two matches he has had just to put over Cena, who's going to be gone in a couple of months anyway? I mean, as far as John Cena is concerned, I I honestly don't know if he's even working on any movies. I know he was doing The Peacemaker. I, I, I'm not sure what, what status of that. Other than that, what he's got a voiceover, some some uh, Honda commercials or something. <laughs> God, I can't even watch Honda commercials anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and you know they're on like every commercial break on the football game. I know. I, I can't even watch the Cowboys game peacefully anymore <laughs> Be, uh, because of the fear of John Cena's voice popping up on another Honda commercial. Mm-hmm. I, I see Honda now, and I'm like mute. <laughs> I, I'm not. In, I'm not here for that. Yeah, I, I just think there's a lot more they can do with Logan Paul. If he is 100%, because it was a very serious injury that he got. Yeah. I think that they just, they're just they just doing that because it's Hollywood. You know, it's going to attract attention. You know, WrestleMania, they bring out the, the part-timers and, and, the, and the Hollywood stars. That's all that is. As long as, look, I'm not gonna like it. I'm not gonna like Cena being on my TV possibly every week or every other week building up this match towards Logan Paul. But as long as you have Logan Paul beat his ass in the end, Logan Paul gets the W. I guess I'm fine with it. I'm gonna have to be fine with it. I'll try and keep the positives, but my personal opinion on it is if you just brought him in just just to try and beef up the numbers, to try and get that ratings win, I just don't see the point. But if you're going to run with something and have him do something at Mania, even at the Rumble, fine. Have him be in the Rumble 
have him have his match against Logan Paul at Mania. But I, we're just not going to see him after that. I'm like 95% sure of it. Can someone write a shitty script just so they can pay him? <laughs> just so he can stay away. Yeah, yes. I'm not the only one that thought this way. I know there's there's other people that thought the same way. I almost said something. <laughs> well, no, say it. They did write a shitty script. It's called F. Fast 10. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck you. Okay. I, I, I'm oh, come make... on. Nine was out there when you go into space in a car. So as far as the, <laughs> the match goes, I missed the whole match because I was actually having dinner with my family. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be uh, lower ratings on this match because of something else that happened in the world. Because uh, the news came out about 8.45 around the time the match was starting. And again, I'm going to make this joke. It's a little morbid. But I will say that uh, I think John Cena killed Barbara Walters. See what happens? <laughs> See what happens when you bring John Cena in? He killed, <laughs> he killed Barbara Walters, man. <laughs> And I don't give and I don't even give that much of a shit on Barbara on Barbara Walters. <laughs> yeah, no. I know, but you know, a lot of people do. And yeah, <laughs> I, I look, look, man. I'll even go as far as to say this: since since you brought her up, Barbara Walters is a bigger deal than John Cena. Yeah, and she's she not even here anymore. Yeah. Do do as you wish with John Cena. I'm gonna have to tolerate it, but that was just my thoughts on it. But don't you think I'm gonna forget that you said Fast <laughs> Nine and Ten are <laughs> shitty movies? <laughs> and yes, I'll I'll watch them. You know I will. I've seen the other eight, nine. Why not watch ten too? Okay, I'll tell you what then. Like, at least that's by choice. You have to watch decently shitty action movies. I just have to straight watch shitty John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) With his three moves move set. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, In the last year, our truth done John Cena's move more than John Cena has. (laughs) And way better. (laughs) Yeah. At least he's around. Yeah. Why the hell do we have to put up with this douchebag character? Notice I said character. Because like I said, the person, respectable. The character, meh. Because he sells tickets and people love him. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Which I'm not saying I love him. I'm just saying I only do it to get on your nerves. but. I- Evidently, yeah. he sells tickets and people love him. I'm, I'm not sure. Because the not... crowd was behind him. The live crowd was behind him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure the, the douchebag is, is not just for the character. If you go back and watch that very first episode of Total Bellas, he was a real dick to, to Brian Danielson and, and, and Bree with all the, all the shitty rules that he had in, in his house. Okay, so so you just even furthered my claim that not only is is the character bad, 
but also the person. <laughs> See, you just even made me feel a little bit better on my opinions on this. But here's the last thing I'm going to say about it. So one of the other things Sean Ross have said was, with bringing John Cena in, you bring in the viewership that wouldn't be watching if it wasn't for him. Yeah. But guess what? Oh, okay. So you fluff up the numbers for a couple of weeks, even a couple of months. As soon as he as soon as he's gone, all those people that you fought to bring back, they're gonna be gone as well. They're not gonna be watching. As soon as Cena leaves, they're going to be out the door. Yeah, some might stick around. You might gain a thousand or two. But I'm pretty sure the majority of those people aren't going to be watching anymore. So in the end, you just you just brought him in to fluff up the number for a couple of months. The Rumble and Mania are going to get way more views. Than these than the regular Raw and SmackDown shows just because of the spectacle that they are. Yeah, and and yet you probably did bring back a, a lot of fans to watch that because he's been doing this for twenty years. So a lot of the people that that were fans of him his were kids when he when he first when he was first coming up, and you know a lot of people they. As they get older, they lose interest in 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 wrestling. I, I go take it back to the Attitude Era. You know, all the uh, all the the record number of fans that were watching wrestling back then, and and you know we're watching The Rock and Stone Cold and and all the characters back then. Uh, you know, they all they all grew up, and a lot of them stopped watching the product. Yeah. It's like it's like what Sat from Wrestle Talk said. Whenever he dropped the Thugonomics gimmick for the Marine thing, they lost him with John Cena. How do you go from being a thug to a Marine just because you did a movie? Yeah. At this point, fucking don't even do the Marine movies, is what I would have said. If I didn't know doing one movie was going to change a character so much. <laughs> and, and he only did the first Marine. Yeah. All the, all the other ones were done by The Miz. You don't see The Miz changing who he was. And, and Ted DiBiase, where's he at? Not anywhere near here, that's for sure. No. <laughs> anybody won there it was Ted DiBiase. He got to stay away from all this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what they decide to do with Cena. Any, any, nobody can really tell what they're going to do yet with him. Um, yeah. Just shake off the ring rust, do a little bit more because. He's going to have to if he's going to go to face Logan Paul and if he's going to be in the Rumble or something. He's going to have to do a lot more than just what he did. So I, I hope he's able to pull it off or else it, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. 
we spent way too long talking about that moment. And I knew we were going to because, of <laughs> you know, when you stoke the fire, this is what happens. <laughs> All right. As far as my moment, people have been calling for more physicality and to drive the story further between L.A. Knight, Bray Wyatt, and Uncle Howdy. So you got Bray Wyatt and L.A. Knight out in the ring, and then they're doing their normal spiel that they've been doing these last couple of months. And it finally got physical. We finally set, first of all, we finally set a televised match, which they're going to have at the Rumble, which I'm going <laughs> to touch on more here in a little bit. But then Uncle Howdy comes out and ends up looking and intimidating LA Knight. To where he went out of the ring when he hit a sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt. Which I had the same reaction that LA Knight did. When he was outside like, what the fuck is happening? I had the same reaction. What's going to happen during this pitch black match? And what's that going to look like? Because yeah, if it's pitch black, how are we going to watch it? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that like going to be a spotlight in the on the ring? Or is it just going to be like a, instead of having that red light, is it a blue light? I, I would either, I would say it's either going to be a real dark blue or even like a Undertaker shade of purple. Something like that. Or is everybody going to have like infrared glasses? <laughs> Okay, so if you're at home, uh, buy your infrared glasses because we're not going to be able to see shit. Well, no, they can they can have put infrared on the cameras. Yeah, like they do for all the ghost hunting shows. You'll see it in green. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be top pitch black, but we'll see green on the screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Zach just said, set the ring post on fire. That's how we'll be able to see shit. That's called so Kane's going to be there. That's oh. called an Inferno match. <laughs> but just one ring post, not all of them. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm excited that this is moving forward. I, I don't know if I'm how I'm feeling about Uncle Howdy yet, just because this week they obviously used a different person. Like the Uncle Howdy that we've seen up until this day had more of a build to him. This one was a lot more thinned out. I think it's the actual person who's going to be Uncle Howdy. And a lot of people are saying that the build looked more more like freaking Bo Dallas. So they might be using him already. Who knows? Because I did see that someone put up a close-up of the mask, and he did have, have like a gray beard, like gray spots in the beard, 
And I know I recently saw a picture of Bo Dallas where he did have some gray on his beard. So I'm not saying it is him, but whoever they're using, I think this is who's going to be the legit Uncle Howdy. But yeah, that, that had to be my moment. Glad they finally set up a match. Uncle Howdy got physical. What's the relationship status between Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt since he gave him a sister Abigail using his own move on him? Teaching him a lesson. Maybe. As far as master and follower. Maybe. Keeping that's, him in check. Yeah, that's where I think it's going. All right. Yeah, man. It's gonna be an interesting it's gonna be an interesting ride now leading up towards the rumble and now that they set that date. So, so I can't wait to see what they show this week I, on that. Okay. You know what? Since you didn't bring it up, I do have a moment. <laughs> Neither one of you brought this up. I can't believe it. I, I I shouldn't have known Freddie was gonna talk about Ray Wyatt. Yeah, you should have known. And I think I know what you're you're gonna talk about. I yes. think it's the same moment that Zach just brought up, so we'll find out. Yeah, uh, so Ronda had a match with Raquel Rodriguez for the women's Which was title. a great match. It was a good it, yeah, yeah, it was a great match. And 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 Ronda using using her 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 judo uh, style of moves to to have uh, to make uh, uh, Raquel tap out and to retain the title, and then uh, Shayna and and, uh, and Ronda start uh, beating up Raquel after the match, and then Charlotte Flair Charlotte Flair comes up. Charlotte's back. With new music, and I guess a new look. Again, I didn't see this. Yeah, she didn't have her queen robe on. She just came out in her gear. Yeah, without her robe. Yeah, which also looked very different. Her gear, yeah. yes, very different. And she, so she immediately challenged Rhonda for for a match. At, at first, Rhonda said, "No, let's let's wait." And she said, "She said, let's do it at SummerSlam," <laughs> which, which I, I guess uh, Shayna said something to her, and she's like, "Oh, well, uh, I mean, at the Royal Rumble." I guess you don't want to wait that long. Yeah, <laughs> she wanted to wait eight eight months. <laughs> um, so yeah, so but then Ronda gave in, and they had the match, and it went about a minute, and Charlotte is uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, she pretty much did the same thing that Becky Lynch did when she came back at SummerSlam last year when she beat uh, Bianca in 26 seconds. So, that, so yeah, so Charlotte's a new champion. Drew, how, how, how did you feel about this? <clears throat> I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I just. First of all, I'm not a Charlotte fan. I think she gets too many chances just because her who her father is. Yeah. And come on, you take you take on someone right after they finish a grueling match with the, with one of the biggest girls in the in the uh, 
division. <laughs> the size difference. Yeah. Raquel and Ronda. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Raquel was going to win it myself until she yeah. fell on her elbow. <laughs> and she actually tapped right there. I, up, up until that point, I thought she was going to win this thing. Me Even too. with the messed up arm. But I just didn't like it. I Just like I didn't like when Becky came back and won it her first time back. Now, <laughs> this wasn't as bad as the Bianca thing. Because when Becky did it, Bianca hadn't wrestled a match and it made her look weak. This is Ronda just finished the match. So she wasn't as fresh as Charlotte. So it's yeah. a little bit different, but it's the same thing as well. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> the only difference I would say between Becky and Charlotte is a lot of people are more behind Becky than they are Charlotte. So giving Becky that moment and giving her the win that quick, she was going to get a pop. Because people are way behind Becky Lynch, but and that one was also back in the Vince era, and not a lot of people like like that that she won that quick. Yeah, but she still got cheered. So no, she didn't. Well, I, I she might not I'm have. To, I know, I know you're trying to justify it, but she was a heel. Yeah, but people liked it though. Like they might have not. Okay. They might not have cheered it, but they did like it that she won. But that was what it was. I, uh, my main point here is Charlotte doesn't have that amount of people behind her. And it's like Zach said, it's because of the flair name, Big Whoop. Yeah, that's the only reason. going to hold the title for like two years, is what he said. Which I could see her holding it for a very long time. Because that's what they do with Charlotte. Because of her being a flair. I don't like it either. I think they should have gone a different route. Especially after giving Raquel such a good... Raquel giving Ronda such a good match. Yeah, it fooled me. Charlotte's like the the female version of Roman Reigns from a few years ago. Yeah, I think the better option would have had Charlotte winning the Rumble and be the first two time women's Rumble winner, and then go for it at WrestleMania. Because at least that way she would have she would have at least fought hard for it. Right, like you had to go through the Rumble, then you had to go through the match at Mania. Then it would have made sense. To and have she, her win. she she could have always said, "Hey, I'm the first two-time women's Rumble winner." I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting sleepy just talking about just talking about Charlotte. <laughs> you brought it up, bro. I know. I know. I, you, it was I, your I, fault. We were ready to move to AEW, but no. no but and see, that's something about <laughs> yourself. That's something that we noticed though. That last time she was around, that. When she would cut promos on Raw, we would literally want to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think Freddie actually actually did fall asleep. See, that, that's the problem. Yes, yes. Many times, 
when I've shown back up to work on Tuesday and Johnny is like, so did you watch all of Raw? Nine times out of ten, I would say no, because I fell asleep during the Charlotte talking segment. (laughs) (laughs) And by the time I would wake back up, it it was over. So I would have to go back and watch the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to say she's a bad athlete because she can do a lot more physically than we can. She just needs to... She needs a better character. Yeah, she needs a better character. Like, don't... At at least with Charlotte, she has... Because it it looks like she's going to be a face. Or at least they're going to try and make her a face. During this run, just announcing acting after the match again, it's the whole Roman Reigns thing. You know, they try to push me as a face, but we no one liked it. Yeah, at, at least they've gone face heel with her. Like you don't know which one you're gonna get until they actually put her on TV. But yeah, it might not work again. I don't think people are gonna get as behind it as Triple H thinks they are. They'll just go back to making her a heel. So it, it's not for me. It's not for Zach. It, it's, it's, it's not for Drew. And, you know, Johnny's already fallen asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's for a lot of people. I think this was a mistake. They should have put it on Raquel, especially with the caliber of a match she had. The only way I will like this is if next Monday Raquel comes out, interrupts Charlotte, and is like, the only reason you beat Ronda is because I way more than softened her up for you. (laughs) Like, I put her through a hell of a match, and you capitalized on that. And you set up... Charlotte versus Raquel. So. Yeah. Maybe Raquel yeah. wins the rumble. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Okay. Have Raquel win the rumble and then Raquel goes on. After Charlotte. After Charlotte at Mania. All right. Yeah. If that's what happens here, I'm cool with it. I'm as cool as I'm going to be. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. So, yeah, a lot of WWE talk there, even though it was only a one-show week. They <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> packed so, a lot in that one show, though. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> had a lot in that one show. Yeah. Fair enough. It, 99% of the show was fine. And we all know what that other 1% is. 1% equals one minute for me. <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. So now that we've gone through our moments for WWE, I'm going to go back to Johnny and get his moment for AEW this week. Well, I, I like that uh, they're finally putting Hook in a in a storyline with a, with not, not just uh, – wrestlers that you would see on on 
dark or, or just squash matches. I mean, he did have a squash match this week, but in the last couple of weeks, you know, he's formed this team with, with uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Jungle Hook, and it does look, look like they're, they're, uh, they're feuding with the, the firm last week. Sorry, I'm distracted. Some kids are yelling out my window. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, last week they put uh, Jungle Boy in a dumpster. This week, a- after Hook's uh, squash match, they came out. Uh, Stokely came out with uh, with Ethan Page and and uh, what they're calling a Big Bill W. Marcy mm-hmm. and. Uh, I like the hook he teased getting the suplex on, on Morrissey, which it, it they they stood face to face. Well, Hook had to look up because uh, <laughs> Morrissey was like a foot and a half taller than Hook. But I think eventually, eventually they're gonna have uh, like Hook suplex Morrissey. I like it. Uh, I like I like this this team. It is the team that that you didn't think you you wanted. <laughs> the team that we didn't think would actually come together. <laughs> I would have never thought of this team coming together. Yeah, yeah, but I agree with you, man. The one thing we have said about Hook on here a lot is that he needs more credible competition. Everybody he beats is a squash. And just to see him square up to Big Bill, for a second, whenever he went for that suplex, I thought he was going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Because as as he lifted him off the ground, I was like, oh boy. He's going to go for that ride right now. <laughs> but he didn't. Which well, is, hey, that's just the build we're gonna get. Yeah, so yeah. You want to, you want them to build to that. Yeah. So whenever it happens, it's gonna be a hell of a visual. <laughs> and I just hope they can pull it off safely, because he's a big dude, man. Yeah. I'm hoping he gets that rotation down right, because last thing we need is. Big Bill landed on his head or neck or something, and like there be another injury. But yeah, that was very damn good. It is, it's tempting us with what's going to happen, and I like it. But yeah, man, that was some real good shit by Hook. And, you know, there leaves a lot there because you're also. It's also on your mind of what's he going to do with Jungle Boy. So, hell yeah, man. Lots of questions coming into the New Year's with Hook, but it's positive shit. So, can't wait to see what happens there. So, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his moment for AEW this week. It was actually a toss-up because those two matches I really enjoyed. But I'm going to go the tag match with Blackpool Combat Club 
versus Top Flight. Because <laughs> the resilience and heart of Top Flight versus just the brutality of uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah. <laughs> like when you saw how frustrated Claudio was getting trying to get those pins there at the end. <laughs> yeah. It was about the, the shit I felt. Yeah. And those, they just kept kicking out and kicking out and kicking out. And when he got the spin on Darius doing the spins, he was doing, and Dante started doing jump rope over his brother. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was funny. I just like that match. And even though Blackpool Combat Club got the win, it didn't hurt Pop Flight at all to no. lose that match. Yeah. Because it is the Blackpool Combat, Pool Combat Club. <laughs> like, you just had a hell of a match with the toughest team in AEW physically. And not just because of, like flips and shit or a lot of what everybody else can do, they're just going to physically fuck you up every single time. Whoever's put in front of them. So, And you were able to hang with them yeah, for a good 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And, so, I'm, just, and I'm just glad that Dante and Darius have been able to have a couple of matches back. And they've been able to stay healthy. I, I know not a lot of it was Darius's fault, like the car accident wasn't right. his fault. But they've been plagued with injuries. If it wasn't one, it was the other. So the fact that they're staying healthy and being able to put up these um, caliber of matches against people like Blackpool Combat Club, yeah, they're they're finally gonna get the spotlight on them and be able to keep it. I hope. So yeah, man, I'm excited to see what Top Flight does this year. I have a feeling they're finally gonna get the push that they really needed, and that they've been probably planned to get for a very long time. Yeah, and that's gonna be. Whenever we get that top flight acclaim match, that's going to be a really fast-paced, high-flying match. Oh, yeah. I just got chills thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever we get a top flight versus acclaim, as as big as the acclaimed is right now and with the string string of matches that top flight is getting, we're eventually going to get to that point and it's going to have to be at a pay-per-view. Like it's, it's going to be that good of a match. And I would give them, uh, this is, this is a long time from now because who knows when that match is going to happen. But instead of making it a long grueling match, it needs to be a fast paced 15 minute match. They could fit so much into 15 minutes at the pace that they go that that's what I would take. I don't need a long match from them. I just need a really good 15 minute fast paced match. So 
Hell yeah, man. That shit's going to happen. <laughs> so, can't wait for that. For my moment, just because I never thought we would get this with them still being in the same group. Orange Cassidy versus Trent Beretta. That was my other choice. I couldn't decide between those two. (laughs) Yeah. For the All-Atlantic Championship. When Trent charged Orange Cassidy and went head first into the guardrail. Yeah. On the outside, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Look, man, this this is the kind of match that they needed to have. Where it's like, we are friends. Right, we we are gonna be fine after this. But we this is for the gold. <laughs> but we are also competitors. But then, in the end, are they are they fine? For now, I would say yes. Kip Kip Sabian is doing a really good job in trying to trying to uh, uh, drive a wedge between them. Yeah, which. I think that's that's where it eventually is going to go. But it's going to take a lot from Kip Sabian to be able to make that happen. Come on, man. They're the best friends. <laughs> yeah. The last thing we want to see is them break up. But... As competitive as this match was, as brutal as this match was, this is this is the type of match they put out there when they're best friends. Imagine when they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this match was brutal. Like, if if anybody was tuning in to Rampage for the first time and they were to see this match happening, they'll be like. Oh, these these two hate each other. No, man, they're they're hanging out, driving, flying, going everywhere together. They are best friends. And you notice we didn't see an entrance on this on TV. Yeah. So did they come out together to the best friends song, or we don't know. Good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but I, I would have a feeling. Just that they came out to get the like best friends intro. They just did it off camera because that's how they do most of the intros for Rampage. Every yeah. time it starts up, there's two of the two competitors are already in the ring. So, yeah, it was really good though. I hate that. I hate that Kip Sabian had to be a part of it and that. He just beat a jobber afterwards, but using the orange punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And still in his uh, armband. <laughs> yeah. So Kip is definitely doing a lot to earn and to keep his bad boy status. But I really like this match. It was really good for what it was. And I can't wait to see the match when they're not friends. And Orange Cassidy, he's his character's evolved a lot because yeah. at, at first, at when he first came in, uh, when AEW started, he was ma- mainly a, com- a comedy character. Yeah, I mean, he went 
I think he went over a year without actually even saying a word. I'm pretty sure it was longer than that, yeah, but yeah. it was at least a year. Yeah. His first word we heard was in the debate with uh, Jericho, Jericho before the one of the most before the feud with Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, Bischoff uh, <laughs> was the moderator. And that was during the pandemic, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good while. It was a good while. But yeah, man, this match was fucking badass. And when the breakup does happen, if Orange Cassidy is still All-Atlantic champion, I say they redo this. And that's where Trent beats him for the championship if he still has it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just going to have to see where that goes. But it was very damn fun. So, yeah, man, very, very good end of the year episodes there for both companies. So we can't be mad at that. But now that we've given our thoughts on that, it is time not to stump the brain. I, I know that's where probably some of you thought I was going. <laughs> but it's it's time for our list of our best moments, etc. of the year. So to start it off, I'm going to go to Drew and get his match of the year. Okay. I didn't... Go for a five-star match. At least I don't think it was. I didn't know it was rated. I went for a match that surprised us all. We knew the outcome, but we didn't know how good it would be. I'm going, I think it was Crown Jewel. Roman and Logan. <laughs> and, and, yeah. you know what? You're, and you're right. It wasn't a five-star match. <laughs> I'm sure, but Logan surprised us all. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> we didn't think he would do what he did. And him taking the selfie while jumping off the rope. Yes. <laughs> onto the announce table on top of Roman. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was really that so, was a moment of the match, I would say. I I liked the match. We know we all knew Roman would win. There's no way he loses Jake Paul, but Jake Paul impressed us all that day. Logan. 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 I don't know why I keep saying Jake. Logan. Because he, he was there too. Well, Jake was there too, but <laughs> Logan impressed us all that day. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> to the point so, where even people that actively still hated Logan Paul for his past, which I said people should just forget, even they gave him credit for what he did in this match. So that speaks a lot for an outsider who had a bad rep like him to come in and win over even the people that hate him. It's a, it's a big deal. So, fuck yeah. Logan Paul 2023 beat the shit out of Cena. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I'm going to go over to Johnny and get and get his match of the year. All right. Well, speaking of beating the shit out of people, my match was a five-star match. 
And there's there's a few mentions I could have gone gone with here, but I'm gonna go for the third match in the trilogy between FTR and the Briscoes from Final Battle, double Doug Collar Doug Collar match. This <laughs> was an insane match. All all the guys ended up getting bloodied up. Even referee Mike Posey took a shot to the head. He he ended up bleeding. You had guys going through tables. You had you had all kinds all kinds of kinds of carnage and it, it was just a, just an amazing match. All three matches they had were were great this year. They had the the first was at with that Supercard of Honor in April, which which Freddie and I saw live. The second one was the two out of three falls at Death for Dishonor in in July, and the third was this double dog collar match, which I would suggest go out and watching that. It went probably I want to say maybe thirty minutes. Yeah, I would yeah. say thirty minutes. And I mean, and it was so chaotic that that uh, during a lot of the match they had a split screen. Where you know, because uh, uh, two two guys were fighting in a different spot than the other two guys were, and that's how chaotic it was. And 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 in the end, uh, Briscoe's came out on top. But even even in defeat, FTR came out a winner on that one. I yeah. mean, their, their body didn't, because no. Uh, then the the week after that, I I I happened. I did. I, I got to meet them and I talked to Dax and and they said that that was that was one of the it was the best match in their career. But but they they were also feeling a lot of pain from that match as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like we said earlier, man. If they do decide to take that break. It's because of these matches that they have had with the Briscoes. <laughs> yes. Like, it hasn't helped that it, it was it was just brutality, you know? But yeah, man. I I really like I really like that shit. So and the reason I like I say that I like it so much is because my match of the year is FTR Briscoes from Super Card of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> because for the aforementioned stuff about the trilogy and all of that and the brutality they have put themselves through, it, it's like what they say with movies. You can like the sequels more or the sequels can be better, but nothing can beat the original. So I'm always going to have a sweet spot for this first match they had at Super Hard of Honor. And call me biased, if you will, not only because we were there, but yeah, man, without the original, you don't get the sequels. So and yeah, just to witness that brutality live. And to have some friends of ours there that mm -hmm. went because we got them to go into it and 
for them to witness that match live and for them to actively be fans of wrestling again yes because of what they saw there yeah man props props to FTR and Briscoes they yeah. would tell yeah. about the Briscoes but props if if you have a have a friend out there who who doesn't know about wrestling show them these three matches or at least the first one yeah and uh, if after these three matches they're not fans of professional wrestling and have a respect for it I would question what head injury they have. <laughs> uh, FDR had had the most five star matches of any tag team this year. They had four. They had the three with the Briscoes, and then they also faced the Aussie Open and that at New Japan Royal Quest Two in, in in London, which I heard was also also a good match as well. Yeah, yeah, you can call it like professionally just because of what they're going through right now with their tag titles and lack thereof. Like you can call it a very up and down year for FTR, but it's that way by design. If they didn't want it to be that way, they wouldn't have voiced it and they wouldn't have it be happening. The and way it is. Not only are they a great tag team, but they're also great singles wrestlers too. Yes. Dax Harwood has had a has had a, a at least the first part of the year was had a great year as a singles wrestler. He he almost got my pick for singles wrestler of the year. But yeah, I think you know uh, he he could easily go off on his own, but. You, that doesn't mean you, you can break. You have to break FTR up. They can, just like Blackpool Combat Club, they can still be a tag team, but still be single stars at the same time. Yeah, yeah. FTR Briscoes, man. No matter how <laughs> many times they decide to have this match, it's gonna be every one of their matches is gonna be different. And they're going to bring something new to the table. So, yeah, I don't know how many more times they're going to do it, but this definitely isn't the last time they're going to be on yeah. our list or on anyone else's list. So, now that we got match of the year in there, I'm going to go over to Drew and get his tag team of the year. <laughs> and I've changed it again. <laughs> this is like the fourth time I've changed this thing. <laughs> Uh, it's been between three teams all year long, but all I'm going to Usos. <laughs> okay. Not only have they held the tag team titles what for 500 and some odd days now. Yeah. They've also been part of one of the biggest best stories in WWE for the last two years, the Bloodline. <laughs> and every time they put on them. They get in the ring as a tag team. Being brothers and identical twins just makes them that know each other that that well. So that's who I'm going with tag team of the year. <laughs> All right. Johnny, who you got for tag team of the year? Well, I mean, we just talked about the, about them. <laughs> FTR. <laughs> FTR is the tag team of the year. And and 
I mean, I don't know what else much more is there left to say that we didn't just talk about, but yeah, they've had they've had probably the greatest year that a, a tag team's ever had. Yeah. And not only because of what they have done professionally, but for personal reasons of things that they have been going through, for them to stay this focused and put on this caliber of a year, I would say meteoric year for FTR, yeah, I I could see why you made that choice. And the other reason I could say it was... The other reason I could say why I understand why you made that decision is because FTR is my tag team with again. <laughs> yeah, as great as the Bloodline and as the Usos have been, they've been in that spotlight for quite a while. This is the biggest year for FTR. And if you're going to remember them for anything, it's going to be for everything they've gone through this year. So, yeah, man, had to go with FTR as well. So I'm going to go back to Drew and get his biggest moment of the year. Let's travel all the way back to WrestleMania. Probably still in Johnny's moment because he was there live. <laughs> but, hey, we can share moments. Come on, yes. Cody returning to WWE after what was it seven years or six years? Six, six, six. <laughs> yeah, that was a big moment. <laughs> Him, and, we knew it was coming back. It was supposed to be a surprise, but we all knew. <laughs> yeah, being gone that long, starting a whole new company. And leaving that company, then come back to WWE. It's just, yeah, it's one of the first times that we had someone leave AEW to come to WWE. Because most people, it was the other way around. They were jumping ship from WWE going to AEW. Yeah. This is the first one to go the other way. And I would say, yes, that is a very big moment for this year. But it could be even bigger like this could lead to even more bigger moments just because of who his friends are and the type of deals he would be able to swing <laughs> now that he is in WWE yeah because we we discussed this before that a lot of a lot of contracts are going to be up in 2023 yeah so they he might not be the only one that a lot of people are going to be talking about this year whenever they say, hey, y'all remember when Cody made that jump from AEW to WWE? We could be adding a lot more names to that list. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a very big moment. So I'm going to go over to Johnny and get his moment, even though it might be the same one. And yes, that was, <laughs> that was also my moment. Cody debuting at WrestleMania, I, I, I was there, and I can say that that had the, the biggest pop of the night. So loud that you couldn't even hear his music uh, from from where I was. I, I was up in the third level, 
you can even, I mean, all you heard was the, the beginning of the wrestling has more than one royal family, and the crowd just popped. And especially when he came out, when he came up in the, he had had the Cody Vader. And yeah, let's just say it, it was a great moment. And if you remember back in, back to February, Cody got got the year of wrestling uh, craziness started when when it was announced just on a random Tuesday morning that that Cody and Brandy were leaving AEW and going to probably at the time they assumed we were going back to WWE. Yeah. It, that announcement just coming out of nowhere sent the whole world into chaos. Yeah, because uh, you know we 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 watched. Um, I mean, we were watching Wrestle Talk. They were doing their review of Monday Night Raw, and, and somebody, one of the other guys, came into the room and said, "And and to let them know that that Cody and Brandy were leaving." So they that completely changed the, that podcast up. Yeah, yeah. It it sent everything into a tailspin that day. Yeah. Anything anybody had planned or whatever they were going through as far as fans of professional wrestling, it dominated that day and for a very long time. That's that's anything anybody was talking about, even now. So yeah, man, that that was that was a very interesting time and just the stuff that could happen because of it, it it's, it's going to be a moment we will forever remember for my biggest moment of the year trying to bring a positive out of a lot of negatives triple h taking charge without Everything that happened, this is the, with everything that happened, this is the one thing that's the most positive, the only positive that came from it. And without all of that happening, Triple H wouldn't be able to take charge. And... WWE is going to have a very positive 2023 because without Triple H taking charge, I don't think as many people would be as excited for what's going to happen at the Rumble, for what's going to happen at Mania. And it's going to... It's one of those it's either going to make or break situation. It's a make or break situation for Triple H. But I am 100% sure that he's going to make it. A lot of people have said they've he's already proven himself with what he's done so far. But him running the two biggest shows in his managerial career... These are going to be very big rumbles and yeah. and it's all going to be because of Triple H being in charge. So I, I say it's going to be a very, a very good year for Triple H and WWE. 
So to have him be in charge and with all the knowledge he has, yeah, that had to be my biggest moment of the year. So it, it's been mm -hmm. all positive so far. This might get a little negative. <laughs> biggest letdown of the year. What you got, Drew? Has to be the whole CM Punk fiasco after, what was it, All Out? Yeah. <laughs> we just had, had such high hopes that he would do what should be done, but. <laughs> yeah. Just to, and, and we've spoken about this a lot, so there's not much more we can say about it, but to see him come in and be so happy, emotional, jumping into the crowd. And just to see how that Chicago crowd reacted and how great the first couple of months were, never thought this is how it was going to end. But I, I will pose this question, but it is something we're going to have to dive into further dive into further in another episode. Is it the end, though? Because there, there's been rumblings. FGR has been hanging out with CM Punk. They've, CM Punk took a very big break from Twitter. And he is back and has posted a couple of things here and there where it's making people question whether he's truly done or not. We don't know. So yeah. it's like a lot of people have said, you think 2022 was a big year in news for professional wrestling? 2023 is going to blow our socks off. <laughs> Which is a good thing to have. Oh, wrestling. yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you on that. Johnny, what was your biggest letdown? Again, True and I, we had the same answer. <laughs> CM, CM Punk. You know, everyone was just all excited when he came in at the second episode of Rampage last year. And and he he did have a, a great 2021 <clears throat> second half. And even, even the beginning of 2022, he, uh, uh, FTR Briscoe's wasn't the only dog collar match we had this year. Uh, CM Punk and and uh, MJF also had a five star dog collar match. Yeah. Which which at the time that was a lot of people would say match of the year, but that was that was back in back in February. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so. Yeah, you, you were talking about mentioning FTR. Dax Harwood had his first podcast this week, and he was saying that, yeah, uh, even though it, it took him by surprise, the whole brawl out uh, situation, because uh, he said backstage, CM Punk was, was a good guy, that he would he would take a lot of the talent out to dinner, out to the shows, and, and uh, there was a time that he bought he bought all the women on the roster Starbucks gift cards just because of a, a good job that they've been doing. 
you know, he's just an all-around good guy, and it's just certain certain issues that that just push his buttons, and and he just he he, he lost control, and and he had a he had a moment of, of weakness, and yeah, and he at the time probably didn't he didn't uh, handle the situation the way he should have. But yes, I do believe that enough time's gonna pass that uh, CM Punk can sit down with with Kenny and the Young Bucks and just you know talk things over and and make amends. And I mean, and you don't have to you don't have to like somebody, you, but you you have to like them good enough to work with them. And I, yeah. I think he can do that. Yeah. He he mm-hmm. had a moment of weakness. We're all human. Yeah, we we all have moments where we let. I mean, trust me, I know. We all have moments where we let our feelings and emotions get the best of us, and and we say and do stuff that we don't. We didn't mean to go the way that they did, and. I'm I'm pretty sure he didn't mean for this to go that way. But. And and I also think I mean even though even though he did get in the fight with the executives, I think maybe maybe a, his punishment was a little a little too far to where the point to where he he might actually have uh, he might actually be let go of uh, from the company. Yeah. And like I've said I've said before in the past you know this all this would have never happened if cuz CM Punk got injured was injured during that match with Moxley if he knew well enough that he was injured reverse the decision let Moxley oh, keep it belt let Moxley win the match that way Moxley gets to speak at the at the scrum not Punk right yeah, yeah. and there's no telling if anything would have been said somewhere else but at least it would have avoided it for that night, and we would have had time to cool down. Cal- calmer heads prevailed the following morning, and possibly nothing is said. But that's the biggest what if scenario. So all I'm gonna say is it's it's a clean sweep. yeah this whole cm punk situation man that that was also my choice for everything we just said it just it really really sucked because of the level of excitement everybody had that cm punk was back like i remember saying on here how i don't care who knows this I was actively crying in front of my TV when I saw him return. Mm. And whenever he came out to AFI, like his old ROH song, for many reasons. We were in we were watching that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was freaking the fuck out, man. As badly as it ended in 2022 is what I'm going to say because we still don't know what's going to happen. I'll remember the great moments 
<laughs> and I hope it's I hope this isn't the end. Because I know I know as much as he loves the sport, this isn't how he wanted it to end. So 2023 is a new year. We will see what happens. And just to bring Zach moments in there since he put it in the chat, his worst moment was losing Randy and Riddle. Yeah, I think a lot of people would feel the same way. RK bro. Yeah, yeah. RK yeah. bro, man. And, and I mean, Riddle's, you know, he's in rehab. He'll be back. But Randy, his situation is still unknown. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, there's a lot of positive things I want to have happen in 2023. Riddle coming back healthy away from all of these demons he has or whatever he has to work himself with. And having Randy be safe and making that decision for him, whether he can return or not. And, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and add, add Big E to that list. Yes, Big E as well. Because a lot of people love Big E, love the New Day. And even though we got Xavier and Kofi still there, he he's very missed. They're a trio, man. It's not going to feel 100% right without him there. So we'll see what 2023 brings of that. So now that we've gone through that moment, I'm going to go back to Drew and get his most shocking moment of the year. I'm not going to say retiring. I'm going to say stepping down of Vince McMahon. <laughs> we all thought he, in order to do that, he'd have to die. <laughs> Seriously, we did. We said that was the only way he was going to give up control <laughs> of his shows. But him stepping down or stepping down, being forced down, whatever. Him leaving creative, Triple H taking over. The most shocking moment. <laughs> yeah. Johnny? True. Three for three. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So this all started at for uh, probably uh, the biggest, I would call it a scandal, <laughs> wrestling news that we had this year. Yeah. It started in June with Wall Street Journal, uh, Reporting that that Vince had had paid uh, women under the table for uh, to cover up uh, his sexual e exploits over the years, one of which involved a former wrestler uh, who uh, we well we we never mentioned, but but we have an idea who might have been. Yeah. Uh, all, all totaling fourteen point six, I believe, million dollars. And so, at first, while the investigation was going on, the board forced him to step down as CEO, and Stephanie was made interim CEO. Which, by the way, back in May, another another crazy story. Stephanie had announced that she was actually stepping away from WWE for a bit to focus on her family. But not even two weeks later, she was forced back in. Uh, and then, 
Vince made a couple awkward appearances on Raw and SmackDown, which where he really didn't say anything as far as his situation. But then came July 22nd. It was a Friday afternoon. It was uh, almost almost 4 p.m. here here in Central Time, so almost closed the business on the East Coast. And Vince just announced on Twitter that he was retiring. He, he was almost, at the time, I'm 77 years old. And he said, it's, it's just time for me to step away. I mean, we know why he stepped away, but he's not going to say that. <laughs> no. No. But <laughs> but my most shocking moment ended ended in Freddie's uh, Freddie's big moment of the year, uh, which uh, you know uh, Stephanie and Nick Khan were made co CEOs. John Laurinaitis was let go in August as well because he was also involved in that scandal, uh, and then Triple H took over creative. Uh, which is probably the best thing to happen in the company. And oh, oh yeah, definitely. Years since the, the last, <laughs> the last couple weeks of the year, there was some rumblings because there was another article that came out in the Wall Street Journal said that uh, uh, Vince was being sued by Rita, Rita Chatterton, who was a referee back in the eighties, who who accused him of raping her in the limousine, which first of all, gross, uh, hmm. but. Uh, and the article also didn't mention that Vince said that he he wants to he wants to come back to the company that he was given bad advice about stepping down, and we we said no that 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 was good advice you were given, don't come back, stay away. At the chances of him actually coming back, I would give it maybe maybe five percent. In other words, I don't see him ever coming back to the company. If he does come back, it, it, it's going to be bad, bad look for the company. Yeah, yeah. Don't think I could see him doing his making appearance every now and then. Maybe, but no, just stay away. Yeah, spend time with your grandkids. Hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because be, I know he has, he has three, three. Uh, nephews and I mean nephews, three grandsons, three three granddaughters. I know what, one of his granddaughters has started training to be a wrestler herself. His oldest grandson is already off the cost of college, and 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 yeah, they're they're getting older. It's time to time to spend more time with them. Yeah, yeah, that whole situation dominated the news for a very, very long time. But the outcome of it so far has been the positive. Him staying away, even though what happened happened, like there being settlements and him having to pay for his mistakes and for just being a gross old motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This... Two out of three isn't bad, right? Because <laughs> even though this was what it was, it, it wasn't my choice for most shocking moment. I went more of a, 
what I'm seeing in front of me on TV type of route instead of, oh, look at this gross guy. Yeah. I, I went for a more for a more fun for me type of shocking moment. William Regal showing up at Revolution and slapping the shit out of Moxley and Danielson. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. being like, you two are gonna be friends if it kills me. Like like a dad punishing his kids. Yeah. Okay, so we were at the theater watching this. Yeah. The and, and we said this on our review of that show. How loud it got in there when William Regal walked out. It felt like is as if it was an arena show. Yeah. That's how loud it got in that small ass room. There shouldn't be that much noise in the movie theater. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure whatever whatever movies were playing next to us, they were like, what the fuck is happening over there? Yeah, and, and the little screen on the outside of the theater did say AEW Revolution, so I'm sure some people that, that didn't know thing when in wrestling were wondering, what's what movie is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, who are all these bearded folks? All, well, 90%, I would say. There was a lot of beards in that room. <laughs> yeah, man, but just because without that night, BCC doesn't happen. Yeah, right. And just just the level of excitement afterwards, during it, afterwards, yeah, it was just an awesome moment. And just me personally freaking out at the movie theater watching this happen, yeah. The only thing that would have rivaled that would have been seeing it in person. So, <laughs> yeah, that had to be my most shocking moment of the year. So... I'm very interested as to see who y'all say on this next one. But for me, it has to be one of two. But I'll see where it goes. Most overrated star. <laughs> You're going to love me. Please. You're going to love me. Because you've caused a lot of hatred. No, you're actually going to actually kind of probably agree. <laughs> I probably am. Oh, you waiting for it? Yeah, I'm waiting for it. Oh, I probably am too. Jade Cargill. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she has first, she's undefeated 46 and oh. Come on. Not realistic at all. Yeah. <laughs> and her, I'm, I don't believe I'm going to say this. She barely has a better moveset than Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's got the big boot, she's got her finisher. And everything else just that's about it. <laughs> it's basic. She has I, most basic moveset out there. Yeah. And she's undefeated at what is it now? 46, 47, 46 and 0. Yeah. It shouldn't have went that long I, at I, all. I I don't get the hype. Right. Me neither. And this is a comparison I've never made, but it's one that I'm gonna make right now because it just popped into my mind. She's getting the treatment of like how they treat the big show. 
Like, you're seven foot tall. You're so destructive. Big Show is seven foot tall. He is that destructive. You are not. <laughs> they are building her up as she is so freakishly tall and dominating over whoever gets in the ring with her. When, yeah, you're buff, but you're not like as physically imposing as you think you are. Right. I don't it's, know if they've ever... Has Statlander ever went up against her yet? I don't think Not so. Not yet. I, I think it will happen when, when she comes back from injury. If she hadn't been injured, she might be TBS champion by now. Who knows? But Oh, for she's sure. yeah. She she's one of the most yeah because she was taken out of that out of that tournament right and she had just gotten a character change as well right so who knows where that character direction was headed so yeah maybe if Statlander doesn't get injured she doesn't have this push and we never get. Jade Cargill being shoved down our throats, having Cena level matches every single fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I do too. So, so, so three for three. Yeah. Cool. Sweep. <laughs> that works for me. So now that we've gone through most with our most overrated, most underrated slot. I'm not sure if he's underrated. I just think he's underused, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, it's basically the same, and you might have made the same decision I did. Because he's never had any opportunities for gold, but he has a freaking faction named after him. Malachi Black. I'm sorry. And he's like... When he was Alistair, we used to call it Black Mass out of nowhere. They haven't named it yet, but he still does the same move. Yeah. They just call it the roundhouse kick, but he can yeah. pull that any time of the match, anytime he wants, and it usually knocks the guy out and he gets the win. Yeah. Now he has Brody King and Matthews to back him up, and they still haven't given him any kind of title opportunity at all. I think that's about to change in 2023. Uh, I think he is, too. I think they'll probably to. go after that tr tr trios title. Yep. Whenever they finish this best out of seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's Malachi Black. Yeah. I, I, I could see the argument being made for the trios title, but he also needs a singles title as right. well. Like, I'll, I'll be happy if they do the trios championship run. Because they are very physically imposing. I could see him like, going up believable. against I could see him going up against Samoa Joe. Yeah. I wanna see him take out some like like you said, he can bring that out anytime he wants and hit it. So I wouldn't mind seeing Samoa Joe getting taken out start of the match with it. Just because of we know how physically imposing and how <laughs> physically dominating Samoa Joe is. Yeah. So for him to get taken out by Malachi like that, 
it's kind of like when Claudio debuted at Forbidden Door and he faced Zack Sabre Jr. and the first move he did was the uppercut. Yeah. And the way we yeah. all thought that was going to be the finish. Yeah. It's exactly yes. like that. I would love to see Malachi take out MJF in the first minute and take the AEW championship. Uh, hey, hey. Either <laughs> or, man. Yeah. Like, you, you choose. It, it, it can be Samoa Joe. It, it can be... It can be anyone, actually, like as long as they have the title. But yeah, yeah, if they were to do that shit with MJF as well, looks believable to me. That can knock anybody out. Yeah, and that is a legit move. Like it's it's done it in MMA as well. Yeah. I, I, I do a roundhouse. Being in Taekwondo, I do roundhouses all the time. Yeah. Justice for Malachi Black. Let's fucking go. 2023. He needs to be a belt collector. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm down for that. Uh, Johnny, who you got as most underrated? Well, if Jade Cargill was uh, overrated, my most underrated wrestler is probably going to be the person who's going to beat her for the TBS title. (laughs) That would be Willow Nightingale. Okay. Yeah. She she is a she is a very a very good wrestler. She's been on the indies for a few years now, wrestled in, in the back in, in the old ROH. Yeah. And and she she's had some had some good matches in, in AEW. She she fought um Mercedes Martinez. Uh she's fought Athena. Yeah, I think she's deserving of a of a of a push here in twenty twenty three. All right. Yeah, and she's we, got the crowd behind her too. Yeah, yeah, the crowd love her. Yeah, we we've spoken very highly about what little we have seen of Willow Nightingale, and that says a lot. That that's like I said, when you win over that crowd, yeah. Like, we see your talent, and we see how over you are. And and this is, this is something I told Johnny. At least I think I did. I'm pretty sure I did. Willow Nightingale is what Dewdrop should be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the style. That, that's where Dewdrop should be. Hyper Niven. Make that name change. Make it happen. Like, it shouldn't have been changed to begin with. You're right. That's how she should have been brought in. So, yeah, dude. Willow Nightingale is going to have a big 2023. They, they can't drop the ball on that one. So, for mine, and it's something we've spoken about before, and it falls under the same thing like Drew said, it, it's it's underrated, but also for the fact that underused, that they have tried to do something with him, but they always just let it fizzle out, and they just keep him off TV. Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. I just think he's way too talented. <clears throat> For it not to be working, and it's not to, and it's not because of him. It's not his fault. 
Like they have given him a lot of very bad shit to try and work with. And whenever he tries to bring something up that he likes, he was cut off from actually training. So, yeah, there's not a lot much more I can say there. Maybe now that Triple H is running things, he can see the value in Mustafa and he's going to have a good 2023. So, I just want to see better stuff from Mustafa. So, that's why I had to go with that. Uh, Andrew, I hope you get this right. <laughs> Return of the year. Oh, we all know what it has to be. The probably the most anticipated return, the most watched return. Even people who's watched it live went back and watched it four, five, six times. <laughs> it's got to be Bray Wyatt at <laughs> the industry extreme rules. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and, and, and you got the introdu- introduction of the Wyatt Six, which we still don't know what's going on there because the only one we've seen so far is Uncle Howdy. Yeah, yeah, it's a slow build, very slow build <laughs> in agreement. But we we knew that it was going to be a slow build. Because even with like the Wyatt family and with the Fiend, every er, everything that he has built has taken time. Yeah. So for this to be taking time, we knew this is how this was going to go. How many Funhouse segments did we have before we actually saw him live? Like exactly. 13? <laughs> I think there was... I don't know. I, I don't know because they started the night after after WrestleMania 35, and and he didn't wrestle until SummerSlam that year. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we're getting a match right now, it's it's about right. But we might not get see it because it's pitch black. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I'm gonna touch on this on another on another show that we do, but. Depending on how things go at the Rumble, I still don't like that this is this is like a Mountain Dew advertised match. Uh-oh. Because this is... I, I, I'm pretty sure that's like a Mountain Dew flavor. Because <laughs> I, I remember seeing that on screen. So the fact that this is what this is no. kind of made me a little bit angry. That's not gonna no. That's not gonna happen. That whole sponsorship shit. That was a Vince thing. Sounds. You know, Vince with his with the Pizza Hut and the, the crappy zombie movie and the egg movie and the, all that stupid shit. Yeah, that's Vince. I don't I'm think it's not, but I'm just saying that panicked me a little bit. <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay. dude, his return. Obviously, we know me. We know who I am by this point. So, Johnny, what's well, yours? As Freddie would say, two out of three ain't bad. Okay, I know where. I think I know where you're going with this one. Okay, so yes, so the return, my return happened in AEW. See, see? that is why I'm fucking nervous. Sorry to interrupt you, Johnny. No. 
There's a Mountain Dew pitch black out there. Okay. I'm nervous about it. Uh, All right. Well, I'm sorry. My return return happened to AEW, and this was a return that we didn't think we were ever going to get. That was the other one I was thinking of. A return of someone who had a, at the time, career ending injury five years ago. And that was uh, Soraya, the former page in WWE, made yeah. her surprising debut in, in AEW at the, the latter half of this year. She had her first match at Full Gear against Britt Baker, and it was it was it was good. She, I mean, I know she hasn't wrestled in five years, but it's like she, like she she had she hasn't lost a step. Yeah. And what I like about it the most is that even though we have seen a lot of the same moveset that she had in WWE, we can we can see how she can easily adapt to the AEW style because she has pulled up some different moves. So that that's also a positive is that she's coming out here and after injuries and everything and career slash possibly life-threatening injury, yeah, she's proving everybody wrong. Everybody that's older, oh, you're not going to do this anymore. Here she is doing it. So, hell yeah, dude. That, that, that was a pretty big return. As well. And... Okay, I was. This was the only one category where I was like Andrew, where I started with one, then I went with the other. Then I'm like, no, but my favoritism over here. But then I've also loved and called for this one for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) So I changed it a lot. So the one I have on my actual phone right now is Soraya. Huh. But yeah, it's two out of three, but it went the other way. But it's it's it, 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 I wanna call it a tie because we all know my love for Bray Wyatt. Yes. But you know on my phone when we started the podcast, <laughs> I had Soraya, but I changed it when we were talking about something else to Bray. <laughs> so it was between those two. Okay. So- <laughs> So we we all like I've said it a lot that the emotion behind the Soraya return is probably the best one for me, just because of the injury and everything she had to go through, addiction to get back to what she loves. Yeah, but Bray was just the whole spectacle of the return. And we had seen him recently. It's not like he was out. Ten years, five years, whatever. Now he was a long amount of time. Yeah, he was only gone gone for a little more than a year. Yeah. Which he had his own fair share of issues to deal with. Brody and all, losing Brody and all that stuff, you know? So I'm not downplaying that. But they both had a rough route back to get back to where they are. It's just that Soraya's was a lot more intense and a lot more drawn out. So, 
Yeah. Saraya is it for me, man. That return, biggest return of the year for me. So now that we've gotten the return of the year there, I'm going to go with your male star of the year. Okay. He wasn't a top name at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. He wasn't. He was. He's a heel, or he was. He hasn't changed his character very much, but he got involved in the storyline. Now he's one of the most popular characters in the brand. Sami yeah. Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> his. Yeah, his popularity right now, from where he was at the beginning of the year to now, it's just skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't think he. Sh- How many people didn't think he should be in the even in the bloodline when it started? Yeah, even members of the bloodline didn't want him in the bloodline when it started. <laughs> and now he's got his own shirt, and he's beloved by everybody. Yep. Yeah, man. So this is something we said on the podcast, and and we're two for three here, because this is my choice as well. Uh, it's part partly my choice too, but I'll get to mine. Okay. <laughs> Before Sami Zayn came into the bloodline, the bloodline had gotten stale. A lot of people weren't as into it because it, it was. The status quo, it was the same thing every week, every week, every week. Roman could do it by himself, and it is Jimmy and Jay. Yeah. (laughs) But now, like, the whole honorary Uso, are you feeling Usi stuff, like, without Sami Zayn in the bloodline, none of that happens. Right. So, So, yeah, man. He just breathed new life into the bloodline. Yeah. So two out of three there. He's my male star of the year. Without him, I would say Roman Reigns would be titleless by now. I don't think they they wanted it to go this long. So yeah. Thanks, thanks to Sami Zayn. Roman is as good as he is right now. And the USA stuff is as good as it is right now. And Solo Sokoa getting in there and using the Samoan Spike and all that in tribute of Umaga. None of this happens if it wasn't for Sammy. So, hell yeah. Two out of three. What you got, Johnny? So, yeah. So, I, I actually divided my male star into two different sh- subcategories. Okay. A wrestler of the year and performer of the year. Sami Zayn is my performer of the year. Okay. My, my wrestler of the year is John Moxley. John that Moxley, was my. I think that was my John, other choice. <laughs> John Moxley saved AEW during the summer. You know, we didn't get that summer of punk that we were going to get when right. he, he went out with that injury after a double or nothing, and he won that. Moxley won the interim title. Right. And he was on TV nearly every week defending, defending that. that. 
And, and then he saved them again after the whole all-out fiasco when he won the title again. Yeah, yes. And and behind the scenes, John Moxley, along with Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, they're the ones who rallied the AEW roster after after everything that happened at, at All Out. Uh, there was a, a period of time there that, and I, I was going to mention this earlier when we were talking about CM Punk, that the whole All Out situation, it, it messed up a lot of, plans in AEW that they had going on. You know, they they were going to build the CM Punk versus the MJF feud. You know, the uh, the 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 elite probably we probably would have gotten that House of Black feud earlier sooner than, than we are we are going to get it. You know, a lot of things changed and yeah, Moxley won the title again. And he he pulled AEW through probably through the worst period that they they've had so far in, in their three years. And you know, same as Zayn, you know, and, that, and you can't really say much than what we've already said. He's he is the best. I, I think he's a, a better performer as far as in the bloodline than Roman. Yeah. Because a lot of people have said, you know, the the question that's looming on the bull on the bloodline is, who's going to beat Roman for the titles? Are they going to separate them? Is it going to be one match? A lot of people are calling for Sami Zayn to be that guy. Yeah, and it's still up in the air what they're going to do. Some people are saying that that WWE is there; they are going to split the two titles up. But who's going to get them? Is you know hmm. Roman going to keep one? Is is Cody Rose going to win one, or, or, or Sami Zayn going to win one? So it's it, it's being interesting to see what they do the closer we get to WrestleMania. Yeah, if it does end up being Sami Zayn, I completely agree with that choice because I think he's earned it. Yeah. So, hell yeah, man. Sami Zayn, John Moxley as well. Like, just like I said that Sami Zayn breathed new life into the bloodline, John Moxley saved AEW when it needed saving. Yeah. When they found themselves in a hole because of everything that happened, Moxley said, I'm here, fuckers. Let's do this. Let's put off my vacation for a while. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to, he was supposed to go, go on vacation after all out. That still, was three months ago. Still has not gone on vacation. No. Still still is Dante over there with the I'm not even supposed to be here today, but it's been it's been months now. And and, and since that time too, they brought they brought his wife in, Renee. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's getting a working vacation now that she's already there, always yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, why does he need a vacation at this point when your wife is there? Right. Traveling with you and your daughter, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure they probably have the kid. You know, well, they only go out once a week, so yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. They they definitely they're definitely two of the biggest names this year, keeping things running. 
So now that we've gone with the male star of the year, I'm going to go with a female star of the year. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I actually had forgotten about this one, but <laughs> I think I can come up with a pretty good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, th- this one has, again, we're going to go back to AEW. Uh, They've been billing her all year until it finally culminated at, at full gear. And that's Jamie Hayter. Uh, Jamie Hayter defeated uh, Tony Storm to become then interim women's tied champion. Then it, it, we found out the week after that Thunder Rosa had been stripped of the title. So that made not only Tony Storm officially women's champion, but also Jamie Hayter as well. And the fans have grown to like her because, uh, you know, for the most of the year, they were teasing uh, uh, friction between Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, which, as it turns out, for the moment, they're, they're still working together. But, uh, yeah, I think eventually, uh, eventually she's going to do that turn on Britt Baker as well. But yeah, Jamie Hader is my, my choice. All right. Drew, who you got? Uh, she, WWE. She, I don't, I don't want to call anybody mid-card, but there wasn't much talk about her until she wins the ladder and the money in the bank match. Then she wins the title. She becomes the first person to beat Ronda Rousey twice, <laughs> to mm-hmm. pin Ronda Rousey twice. And she has a, a great match with Shayna. And she defends her title two or three times. She finally loses it back to Ronda. But Liv Morgan, I think she had a great year. And she's yeah. still having great matches all year long. She's yeah. still putting off great matches right now, even though she's not in the title picture anymore, but that can change at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> she's staying relevant. Yes. And with like the risks she has taken, like putting herself through tables and shit in pretty extreme spots. Yeah, she's yeah. she's keeping that relevancy out there. That her and what was it, Sonya? The notice qualification match? Yeah. Uh, Extreme Rules? Yeah, that was just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> she... Th- this is probably not going to happen because they have so many women that they could put it on. But if WWE ever finds themselves in a situation where... A lot of the female talent are injured and they need someone to put it on. She could be like the John Mossley of a of WWE and be like, here I am, kept my, kept myself relevant, put it on me. Yeah. That could be Liv Morgan. And it's believable. Yeah, and it's believable. So fuck yeah, dude. I could see that. Uh I'm 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 gonna go like Johnny as well, and I'm 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 gonna go with Jamie Hader because 
this this is something that again I said to her whenever I met her <laughs> the same day that Johnny met FTR. So you're picking her because you met her in person? No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, so I, I'm not I'm not saying this in a bad way because you look at the three of all the three of us, we we are thunder chunkies. We are not slim people. All right. <laughs> so she it's not that she wasn't healthy. She you know, you have to be because you're an active competitor. But to see where she started out, work on herself, like thin herself out, improve her moveset, work hard and become champion. To me, it's like I told her, she was never interim champion. She was always champion. I don't, I don't like the interim. That's never been my favorite thing in the world. So, damn, yeah, man. Just, just to see how she changed and worked on herself, improved her moveset, worked hard in the gym, slimmed herself down a little bit. Not that she needed to, because again, look at Willow Nightingale. She is a healthy big girl. Yeah. Look at Keith Lee. He is a big guy. But if you want to do it, you're going to be able to do it. She could have improved her moveset and stayed looking the same way how she was looking. And it wasn't even that big of a change. No. Like I said, she wasn't unhealthy. So just to see how she did it, props to her, man. I wish I could thin out and get like that. I mean, we're working on it and we don't know how it's going to how it's going to pan out because we've barely started, but yeah, props to her man for working on working on herself the way she did and AEW taking notice of it. And yeah, there's still what they're going to do with her and Britt Baker. I as good as 2022 was at the end for Jamie Hayter. I think it's going to be her and Britt Baker's year and Soraya. Those are going to be the three big names in the title picture this year. And you can never leave out Sheeta. Yeah. I, I, those are just the three I see right now. Yeah. But Going back to last week, that match between Hayter and Sheeta was just – Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's the question of Sheeta. There's the question of Fatlander. Like, there's a lot in there's a lot of questions going into this year. So, yeah, there there could be more than we are thinking of. All depends on what happens. But yeah, it's Jamie Hayter for me. So, for the next one, I'm gonna go Rookie of the Year. We got Drew. Uh. Uh-oh. House is on fire. <laughs> House is on fire. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, he's been in NXT. I don't even know when he showed up. Rat, Rat as 2.0 started. Maybe a week or two before 2.0. Or maybe as 2.0 started. 
He fought Champa. Now he's NXT champion. He's been a dominant NXT champion. He's been it for a while. Braun Breaker. Or Rick Steiner's kid. <laughs> I don't even know his real name. <laughs> Rex. Re- well, Rex. Rex Steiner. It's Rex Steiner. It was Braun. Braun Steiner. But they called him Rex. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. And he spent. I don't even. I can't even remember when NXT 2.0 started. September last year. But yeah, he went from just barely being on the show to being NXT champion. In that short amount of time, now it looks like he might be kind of ready for the main roster. So whenever I heard that he was going to come in and be a more prominent person in WWE slash NXT, I I know he was going to be a big thing just because of who his dad is and how badass they were back in the day. He's got the look. He's got the moves. The only thing he doesn't have is the right name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I, sorry. I still think it could work. It's a, it's probably I'm probably going to feel a lot better about him when he makes that move onto the main roster and just, see how how he adapts. Just move him up to the main roster. When you do that, just change his name to Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll feel better once he gets him once he makes that move onto the main roster. But yeah, from from everything I've heard from everybody who watches NXT and him being champion, obviously, like people love him. So I just can't wait to see how how uh, he does when he moves on to main roster. And he works well with big guys, little guys. So <laughs> yeah, he's versatile, and yes. that will help you. Take take lessons, Braun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Johnny, who you got for Rookie of the Year? Okay, well, just like Drew's, even though mine mine did wrestle in 2021, they weren't there the whole year. This was the first year that they were there the entire year. And uh, I, I, I guess you might you might also put him in, in, in like underrated kind of category. Uh, but you know, like I was saying earlier, he's finally now just now starting to be be more prominently used. But even when he first came out, even today, the the reaction he gets is unbelievable. When his music hits, and just his look and uh-huh. and his and his move set, my choice is Hook. Yep. His nonchalant attitude, his the crazy hair that, <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know he's he has a great move set because who his father is, right? Yeah. So you know he's going to have all the submission angles going. So, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you can't be Taz's son, and you look at what Taz. How he started out, vicious as hell, and keeping that 
keeping that going, whether he was in WWE, ECW. Yeah, like he was always a powerhouse for his stature. And even though Hook is a bit taller than Taz, like he doesn't have the big build like most of these other guys do. But with the moveset and how he makes it work, yeah, like that's just like the face-off he just had with Big Bill. You see that there's a size difference, but it's all about the work you've done, the moveset you have shown, and the explosive power that you have. It's believable. Two for three? Two for three. Because I also went with Hook. <laughs> and, uh, I, and there was a little bit of um, of a uh, Hook slash someone else. But recency bias on that one. Yeah. I think he's going to have a breakout 2023 just because of the one match he has had. He could be rookie of the year next year. No. He could be rookie of the year next year. No. He won't be a rookie by then. No. Uh, He's had one match in the previous year. No, he had more than that. Oh, rookie for rookie on AEW standards is what I mean. As far as like what we see of him in AEW, might be more of a breakout star of the year. Yeah, Action Andretti. <laughs> like you saw the way he the way he handled handled himself against Jericho. It, it it's star power, man! In one night. You know, the only reason you're picking him is because when he jumped in the crowd, you were on TV. Oh. No, that's not the only reason. I have something to do with it, but that's not the only reason. No, e- e- even if – because you heard that whole crowd. Like, slowly won us over the whole match. And it wasn't just because we were there. Everybody who saw it on TV – Felt the same way. So, yeah, I think he's going to have a big 2023. But, yeah, just the level of excitement Hook brings whenever he comes out and his no-give-a-shit attitude. Like, even for his current or however you want to call it, future tag team partner, like him being beat up in the back and Hook just slowly walking off like he doesn't even care. Yeah, I, I just like the way he carries himself. Freddie, Freddie was saying maybe he goes in the back and he like for before he goes to hell jungle, he just goes by and get, like buys a bag of chips from, from the machine. Yeah, he walks uh, he by a vending, machine. He walks by a vending machine and he's like, "Oh look, chips! Oh, I don't have no change." Smashes the machine and just takes a bag of chips. No, the machines are the chips are out on the table because during the uh... catering. Yeah. We're in catering because during the match that we saw this week, the Falls Count Anywhere, they had the bags, bags of chips out there with black with uh, tape over the labels. <laughs> Did but you it see that? It, it would be fun to watch them fuck up a machine, though. To get a bag of chips, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. 
Hook, it, it was Hook. Hook is rookie of the year for me this year. So, for one of the final categories, actually, it's the same thing, but one is just a regular prediction, and one is an out-there prediction. So, <laughs> the one I want to get first is one prediction for 2023 that's believable. Okay. You want me to go first? Or you want me to go first? Three? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Sammy's going to win the Royal Rumble. Okay. And he, I could see this going two ways. Sammy wins the Royal Rumble, Roman gets mad, that's when they turn on Sammy. Or, this is a way to separate the belts. They, t- they tell Roman, you have to separate the belts. What do you want to do? Sammy wins the Rebel. He just gives him one, says, you go take – you and the Usos go to Raw, take care of Raw. Me and Sokoa will handle SmackDown. We'll keep it over here. You go over there and <laughs> run things over there. That way we get the belt separated. <laughs> okay. Johnny? What's your believable prediction for 2023? Well, I, I know earlier we talked about about Malachi Black being beating Samoa Joe for the for the TNT title, but I I, I think Samoa Joe will lose the title, but to Miro. I think Miro's Miro's going to return and he's going to he's going to regain the TNT title. You know, Miro. We haven't seen much of him in 2022. Now he's he's been waiting around for a long time. I think this is a good way to bring him back. All right, I could I could see that happening as well. And uh, and, and as as SRS would put it, an, a Miro Samoa Joe match would hump. Yes, <laughs> it would hump. <laughs> For my believable prediction for 2023, Mercedes to AEW, and she will be champion by June versus Soraya. That's my Hmm. believable prediction. Because as we know, in roughly a week and a half, Soraya has a tag match, and they still haven't announced her partner. And the big rumor there is that it's Mercedes. Yeah. So I think they go on a decent run as friends. Soraya ends up winning the title. And roughly by June, Mercedes is like, I want that. So they build it up. And yeah, she beats Soraya for the championship. And it would be fitting that, that her tag team partner will be the person that, that, that Thanks, ended her career. Yeah, yeah. There's a story to tell. Yeah. So if 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 she is, who's gonna come in as her partner? No, know, know that there's this story there to tell, and Tony is smart enough to tell it. So hell yeah, that's my believable prediction for 2023. So now for a little bit of fun, <laughs> it's uh, your very out there prediction. Drew. Okay. There's been talk of WWE being sold 
for how long? Two you, cu- couple years, years now. Yeah, I would say for the better part of three years. Yeah, they do get sold, and who has the money to buy it? <laughs> Tony Khan. So WWE is bought by AEW, <laughs> and he runs both shows. <laughs> But he keeps them separate. That way he can fight against you. <laughs> and you. And you could have the opposite of, of Shane and Vince. Instead, you have Shahid Khan signing yeah. the contract by WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Khan do we root for? <laughs> and it's not Nick. No. That is, that is way out there. <laughs> yeah. It would be fun, though. It would be fun to watch it happen. <laughs> All right. Johnny, okay. what do you have out there for your way out there prediction? My prediction is it's in, it's two, a two-step prediction. So uh, Jeff Hardy comes back, and they beat the acclaimed to go on one last tag title run. And at Full Gear 2023, they have a ladder match against Christian and his partner, Edge. Because <laughs> Edge's contract is up this year. Or I guess it would be Adam Copeland. Yeah. So do we get Devon and Bubba no. too? No. <laughs> no, that was too way, way out there. Yeah, that was, that's a way, way out there. <laughs> Why not? I mean, I know Bubba Ray can still go. I just don't think Devon is able to go like yeah. how he used to. And and in fact, I know Devon, his sons are getting into wrestling now, so he's more into helping them. Yeah. That would be sweet though to see yeah. to see Adam Copeland and Christian back together versus in, the in the match. CW. Yes. <laughs> In the ladder match, no less. No, no less. Yeah, a ladder match would be fucking great. Would be better if it was their version of TLC, though. Well, well that's what I, I was going to say that too. But I mean, come on, tables and chairs would be legal anyway. Yeah, but if you have tables, you got to get the Dudleys. Oh, <laughs> maybe you can't get Bubba and Spike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Made a version of the W boys, just you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Spike is doing right now. I heard he was still wrestling. He find. I'm sure they can find Big Dick Dudley. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like four or five of them back in ECW days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe a version of the Dudleys, just to be <laughs> able to say Dudleys versus Hardy. Versus Edgy Christian. Versus Edgy and Christian. Adam and Why do you call him the brood? Well, no, I mean, Gangrel has appeared in AEW before. There you go. <laughs> it can happen. So for my final way out there prediction, AEW is sitting on top of the world. They have had weeks of better build to Forbidden Door 2. And we still have about a month to go. 
and Triple H is like, hold my beer. <laughs> so they start running a rumor that something big is coming. And we don't know what it is. But with this new possible deal with AAA, there's a lot more people that they can bring in from the Mexican side of professional wrestling. WWE decides to hold their own Forbidden Door pay-per-view the same night as AEW. So we're torn. We don't know which one we want to see more. We're going to do a double watch along that night. <laughs> double watch along. I got enough screens for it. One of us watch watch AEW, the other WWE. And you're waiting because you know that at the end of the night, AEW is going to have a big moment. So WWE needs to have a big moment as well. Whatever AEW closes their night on, it's a big deal. Everybody's talking about it. WWE goes a little bit longer just so nobody is watching AEW. So they have all eyes on them. And that you end up the end of the night with WWE's newest signees. You get William Regal on TV, which we already know he's there, but helping out his son. FTR <laughs> and CM Punk. All back in WWE on the same night as Forbidden Door AEW. I know I said yours was way, way out there. Mine is way, way the fuck out <laughs> I just want to see big shit happen. And like you said, with as many, as many contracts that are up this year, you know AEW is going to pick up some WWE people. WWE is possibly going to pick up some AEW people. I just want to see something big happen. And that is way out there. When is MJF's contract up? 2024. At the beginning of January 1st. Actually, I think it might even be December 31st, 2023. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> He keeps saying 2024 in all of his promos. So, but it might also be, yeah, it might. I, I gotta check, and make sure it might. It might be January first, 2024. Yeah. So that's my big out there prediction for 2023. It would be awesome to see. <laughs> so before we wrap things up, I have another surprise. Uh oh. And this is a New Year's thing. This is, not going to lie, this one's more for Johnny than Drew, but Drew also knows this guy, so he, he he's seen him in a couple of videos that we have sent him. That should give you a little bit of a hint <laughs> where this is going. So 
at least you will know who he is. So let me bring this up. I always I always take a while on this. Ooh, this is Adam from No Rolls Bard Wrestling Tour Pass Unknown and all that jazz going out to Freddie, Johnny. And Drew from the Wrestle Lost podcast. Wrestling may have lost its way, but you three chaps haven't lost your way. Thank you so much for ordering a cameo from me, a sick man. I'm very ill right now. It's not COVID, I promise, but you can't catch it from a cameo even if it was. I'm having an awful head cold. I've spent the day sneezing up my ass. That is an entire bin full of tissues. Which I would not do. I would not fill a bin full of tissues, vis- being at home visiting my family like that if I wasn't sick, because I'm not some sort of horrible wank monster. I didn't expect to say that on this cameo. <laughs> Thank you so much to Freddie, Freddie Arredondo especially, who has uh, ordered this cameo. Thank you, sir. It's a name I recognise a lot from all your past generosity. Uh, especially during Quizomania time. Uh, Freddie, Johnny and Drew, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. It's a bit belated, but a bit early to say Happy New Year. I hope 2023 is a year that sees Wrestle Lost climb to uh, un, un previously unattained heights. I hope your podcast keeps going up and up and up. Congratulations on everything you've done so far. And thank you so much for ordering a cameo from me. I will use your money to buy some medicine. Because I I've got no fluids in me left. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I need to I need to sneeze. <coughs> I need to sneeze now. <laughs> I okay. So normally, whenever I get a cameo, I really like them. So I watch it a couple of times before I before I put it on here because they just make me laugh. This one made me laugh so much that I'm like, I want to watch it for the second time with the bros. Dude. So I did not watch it again until today. And and the fact the fact that he knows our old name. Yes. Yes. Like that makes me did, believe like did, did he you actually even, knows. Did you even mention the old name? No, I didn't. Whoa. So the fact that he knows the old name, the Whoa. fact that he has that he name dropped me as like watching and commenting on no rolls bard stuff. Quizzlemania. Yeah, and Quizlemania shit. Like, he knows who we are. Yeah. So, that, that to me, is the best one we've gotten so far. <laughs> and, and for the fact that he was, like, sick as shit and still decided to do it. Much props to Adam Blompy. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you saw his Bray Wyatt video, right? I sent it to you. And that, that's you. That's the one you watched during lunch one time, or I Probably. was watching it and you saw it for me. Yeah, I, I, I know. I've sent a few, a couple of videos too that he's done. Yeah, so I was like, I'll, I'll know he knows who he is. 
So I had a roll with that, and I'm glad. I'm glad he was able to come through. That, that <laughs> was very badass and hilarious. So, so much props to Adam Blompier, like I said. Yeah. But now. For the first one of the new year, it is time to stump the brain. Okay. Who is the youngest ever 24-7 champion? There's a lot of champions there. There's his 24-7 question. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, they were t- 26 years, 342 days old. Because hmm. I can tell you who the oldest one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, <laughs> Kelly Kelly. No. No? No. What? No. Oh, Freddie's going to hate me. <laughs> Freddie's going to hate it. There's your, there's your clue. <laughs> I mean... I mean... We know who it's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, who's Freddie's other nemesis in Bad WWE? Bunny. Yes, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. <laughs> I, I, I forgot Kelly. Kelly's not as young, young as she used to be. No, no, she's not. <laughs> when you said Kelly, Kelly, I'm like, oh, someone's still drunk from last night. <laughs> well, first, well, yeah, because I was just thinking because when she first came out, she was like 19, but that was like. Like 15 years ago. Yeah. She's yeah. Bit... The numbers are a little bit off there. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's bad, buddy. <laughs> <sighs> Why? Why do you have to be the way you are? <laughs> In the same episode, we have, Jad, we have had John Cena. Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. And bad, buddy. <laughs> And I mentioned Naya. Yeah, but not not gonna touch that subject again. But that's what yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Okay. (laughs) Bad bunny. That's how we're gonna end this. I don't need the detail about that douche. Actually, okay. One last prediction for 2023. <laughs> since since we brought this guy up, <laughs> Bad Bunny is gonna have another match in 2023 at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Obviously, because that's when he has matches. Yes. It's going to be a tag team match. Okay. <laughs> and I know this isn't going to happen, so fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go big on this last prediction. Cody Rhodes is going to tag with his new tag, new slash old, in a way, tag team partner in Dustin Rhodes <laughs> versus Bad Bunny and John Cena. AKA the douchebags. That's going to be their tag team name. 
You either go with the douchebags, or if they can get the copyright for it, the ambiguously gay duo. Fuck it. We call them that. Brilliant check. In a way. Ah, crap. See what you did again? All right. Fuck it. That was a way of ending it. So I hope everybody had a good New Year's Eve and an awesome New Year's Day. Like always, if you have any questions or comments, wrestlelost at gmail.com, wrestlelost on Facebook, and don't forget to give us a follow here on Twitch at wrestlelost as well. And we will be doing a watch along, like we said, very early in the morning. Yes. Day, technically. For New Japan. Yeah, 2 a.m. So. 2 a.m. So <laughs> come come see in what kind of conditions we're in that morning. Yeah. <laughs> it should be fun either way. So yeah. Yeah. So hope everybody's having a new year. Uh can't wait to see what this week brings. Again, it's a new year, new us, new WWE, but still the same old us. So yeah, we'll come at y'all next week to see how this week went. So, hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend. And we will see y'all next week. Yeah. See you. See you Wednesday. Check you later. <laughs>